Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Just another Super Bowl Sunday, ah, wish it was Monday, but it's not a Super Bowl Sunday. Episode 68, he says, with a very severe lack of confidence, um, whatever episode it may be, it is the Scott Gibson Show, I am Scott Gibson, who else would I be drastically kicking the uh, library function upon my, it's episode 68! Six and eight, sixty-eight. Who's at the gate? Episode sixty-eight. Why not open that gate and welcome me in as I ramble and rant about things that I've experienced or seen in the world? <sighs> How are we? Are we well? Are we safe? Are we safe? Have we been vaccinated? Have you had the needle of destiny placed? Upon your arm, have you had the rubber stamp, the vaccine seal, which has enabled you to uh, to to travel forth beyond the quarantine zone? Uh, I have not, although um, I don't know when we're going to get the vaccine. We, we as in normal people, uh, I would be shocked and stunned to hear of any uh, old... Uh, decrepit pensioners who listen to this show, I imagine any one of the episodes would have sent them hurtling off this mortal coil. Um, however, I did a, fr- a friend of mine, um, kidney transplant, and uh, she's still waiting for her vaccine. Yeah, nah? And uh, I mean, the body's, the body's fucked. You know what I'm saying? I, however, did receive a text message I remember way back at the start as I'm sure some of my uh, fellow fat brethren uh, would have done, to say uh, NHS, very official text, uh, along the lines of, uh, all right, fat boy, in the off chance that you're still a fat bastard, watch out, mate, because you might not think it, but you're vulnerable to the virus because you're a fat bastard. So, does that mean... (laughs) Does that mean fatty gets a jag? I don't know. Imagine you imagine you were a big fat bastard, right? As I am. As I am. No, not to stretch the imagination there. 
But imagine you listening, the listener, the thin, athletic man or woman or non-binary. Imagine you suddenly became a, a very fat person during lockdown, as as some people have. You know, no no harm, no shame, no foul. And uh, at the turn of this year, you uh, you you reassess the situation. And you dramatically shed the weight. You shed the weight to the point where you are no longer considered at risk due to your weight. And uh, meaning you don't qualify for the early vaccine. And then you get COVID and you die. You know? So what I'm saying is, moral of the story is, uh, let's all just get fat. Let's Let's all put weight back on again. I obviously am still on a diet. Um... I have, uh, I fell off the wagon last week. I say fell off the wagon. I, I took a tumble from the wagon and the there was a there was a, a crossroads. Crossroads, crossroads. There was a crossroads in my life at the very moment when I fell from said wagon. Uh, now, I could have uh, got back on the wagon and apologised to the other Apache Indians uh, for my uh, failure to grasp hold of the reins of said wagon and to be thrown from it. That was option A. Or option B was to uh, run in front of the wagon, forcing the wagon to stop, violently murdering everybody on the wagon, killing the horses, and setting fire to that wagon. Uh, On this occasion, we went for option B, the uh, full wagon destruction. Because I think, listen, if you're on a diet, some of you may be, you know, some of you may be wanting to reshape, remould, remould your uh, your body, move your body, remould your body through through choice. Some of you may have done it through force. You know, you you may be you may your health may be in jeopardy. Uh, your partner may have said, "I'll not be putting that anywhere near me till you lose some weight." There there, there are always factors which force. Men to lose weight. I don't think it's necessarily women, you know. I don't think I'm. I could be wrong, but I don't think a man has ever turned to a larger lady and said, "If you don't lose some weight, Sandra, you can forget it. If I'm gonna be fucking rattling your bones, I don't think men really care, you know. That's why some would say it's very. It's hard to be a man in today's world. <laughs> so. I say that if you're on a diet, even if you're making baby steps, you know, even if you're moving in the right direction, uh, every little helps, as Asda says, or as a Tesco, one of them, as one of them says, every little helps, you know, and if you fall from that wagon, don't beat yourself up about it, but also if you fall, then why make it, I just think, why make it a small tumble when you could make it an absolute catastrophic fall from grace you know and uh, and that's what I did one day last week in fact last weekend I had a bad one and the uh, the the, uh, the the fall the the debauchery kept up throughout most of last week you know it's been coming it's been coming let's be honest uh, I've not adapted well at the start of this year the old mental health's not been fucking tickety boo uh, I think it is the, the weather, it's been snow now, we're going to snow in a minute, but it's been pissing me rain probably since the uh, 5th of January here in Old Ricky, and uh, we're about to tumble, but getting back on it, slowly but surely, and it's all positive steps, you know, and that's all we can do in life, is make positive steps, is the point I'm trying to make. Um, So, what's been happening to me? Super Bowl, let's just get it out of the way. Um, I... I stayed up, as I'm sure many people did, I stayed up to watch it, and Kansas City Chiefs are my team, um, I I say this, uh, it's the team I support, um, I'm a Kansas City, uh, I'm a Chieftain, uh, a Chiefite, uh, a, che- a Cherokee, that's a different thing, uh, a Cherry, a Chief, a Chiefy, a Chief, a Chief, oh, 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 I'm a Chiefy, I'm a Chiefy, as the uh, Kansas City fans are known, the Chief Heffies, you know? And um, I put out a tweet a couple of years ago saying, I really want to get into American football. Um, 
who wants my support? And Kansas City Chiefs, to be fair to them, the official account tweeted me back and saying, everyone's welcome here. We could always do with a new Chiefs fan. And I says, Kansas, that's it. You've got my you've got my love. You've got my loyalty. Now, have I ever watched a Kansas City Chiefs game since that date? No, I have not. But that does not stop me from being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Such a fan that I didn't even know they were in a Super Bowl final a few years ago. <laughs> But as with most things in lockdown, we're forced in a position where we're desperate for things to watch. So I stayed up uh, and I watched the Super Bowl. I think I finally got to bed about three in the morning. And I can honestly say, uh, with impartiality, because I have no skin in the game, I can say that not only is that one of the worst sporting events I've ever watched, it's quite possibly one of the most boring things I've ever watched in my fucking life. The I've I've never really understood American football because it just obviously I played rugby obviously I played rugby when I was young and I don't think anyone would disagree other than Americans that rugby is a a far more violent sport far more aggressive sport but also far more controlled. There's a very odd misconception with rugby that it is a a violent game. What's the old saying? Uh, football is a, a gentleman's game played by hooligans and rugby is a hooligans game played by a gentleman. Very much the case, you know? It's odd because I used to see uh, friends uh, who played football uh, act in a certain way on the on the pitch and do certain things. And I think, if we did that on rugby, on the rugby field, my God, you'd never, you'd never play again, you know? But it was very, I mean, when you were playing, it was very hard, very aggressive, violent at times, you know, there was a bit of violence in it. A um, couple of times, a few things kicked off, uh, a couple of incidents on the pitch that were a bit nasty. But there's a, it's, it's very hard to explain unless you've played it, because it, it, just, it just goes with it, you know, that, that just matches with it, because it's very... You know, it's testosterone, man. It's all fueled. It is. It's very. See this mic stand. I'm gonna fuck it in the bin. It is very violent, but it's a controlled violence, if that makes sense. And then when I watch American football, and I think, right, there doesn't seem to be many rules here. They've all got helmets on. They've all got padding. There's no. There's no rules with regards to tackling in the sense that you could just grab somebody, fuck them to the ground throw yourself into them, alright if someone is running without the ball, understand you can't tackle them, but then at the same time, if your team is in possession and they are running towards the end zone, you are able to block someone without the ball but you can't tackle someone who's trying to run a catch I think, anyway I just every time I watch it, I just think I would have been fucking amazing at American football. And I know half the guys that I played rugby would have been absolutely incredible at American football. Because when you when you when you listen to them analyze it and talk about it, like anything else, they have it's like any sport, they have specialists in or ex players that can hold a conversation together they're gonna didn't get dementia. That's another conversation. And they seem to talk up the game as if it's this beautiful masterclass, and then you watch it and you go, What the fuck are they talking about? The essence of it is if you're in the is it the line of scrimmage, fuck knows, that first line, and they go, ha ha, and they throw it between the legs, and we've all done that, we've all done that over the years. Your only job is, the guy in front of you, you need to fuck him out the road, and then fuck the wee guy with the ball, and that's that's it. That, that's it, that's the fundamentals of American football. When he says go, the guy who is directly in front of you Fucking shaklacky him out of the way. And then the guy who's about to throw it, he fucking bulldozer him to the ground. Try and kill him. No, I'm sure there's technique involved, although I don't know what the technique is. I I'm sure there's you know there's there's other things that are that are added to it, but I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So when I look at it either, it should be very violent, a lot of big smashes, a lot of big hits, or some amazing throwing and touchdowns, and the game had nothing. It had nothing. It, 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 it was so boring to the point where there was like 30 seconds left in the clock. Now, alright, 
Kansas City can't win at this point. They're playing the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They couldn't win by this point. They're, they're too far gone. But they just stopped playing. <laughs> they just stopped playing. They never. They didn't even play the whistle. They just went, 30 seconds left. Oh, f- fuck it, boys. Eh? Fuck it. And they just started shaking hands and walking about talking to each other. There's still 30 seconds left in the clock. <laughs> tell, tell me any other sport. Tell me any other sport where if somebody is winning, so a team cannot win. Football, you're up 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, 10-0, right? You're Manchester United, you just beat Southampton 9-0. You're up 9-0. And there is a minute left of injury time to play. Do you think they're all just going to go, like, do you know what? That, it's over, lads, it's over. It's just, and just shake hands. Never. There's no other sport in the world where that would happen. But they just stop. Every, every, honestly, I watched the whole thing and I was really trying to, I was really trying to get into it. I got a, a, a feed from America, so I was watching like the best, I was watching the best commentators, I was watching the best ex-player, I'm not watching these fuckers on BBC, or the, the guys that even they had on Sky Sports, who like, you know, came over and played for the fucking London uh, team, or when fucking Edinburgh had a American football team, the Claymores, the fucking Claymores, none of that shit, I'm talking actual, proper ex-professionals, guys that know their stuff, week in, week out, got the American feed, watched that, and it was still boring. It was still boring as fuck. I'm waiting for somebody just to absolutely bulldoze them and nothing. Then we get to the halftime show. And, uh, you know, again, it was pish. There was talks, apparently, the weekend uh, spending $7 million of his own money in that. How? What? Th- this is just showing that... I, I th- now, listen, he's got some good tunes, right? They boys get some catchy songs, man. He's obviously got a wee bit of the old gagas about him, like he likes a sparkly jacket and he knows how to put on a show. Fair enough. But, see when I watched the, the halftime show with The weekend, right? First of all, he missed a trick by no having that Irish family for TikTok out to do that dance. That's what he should have done, right? Forget having hundreds of boys all dressed the same as you with the face masks on. Forget that nonsense. When he did that, he should have moved and that old Irish guy should have come busting in, steaming out his box on free Budweiser. Followed by the family, and then they all fucking vomit into like a trough, and the the vomit carries down at the centre of the park and like knocks hundreds of dominoes over, and the dominoes spell out like everyone get vaccinated. That's what they should have had. So they get the Irish family tanked up to their eyeballs on booze. They make them do that dance. Everybody vomits into a bucket. It trickles down, hits a domino effect. They all spill out the whole length of the pitch, and we go to a big aerial camera shot that says you know, vote Trump 2024, or whatever it is, the message that America needs, that's what should have happened, but instead it was just, it was just naff, even when it finished, I was like, is that it, you know, is that it, also worrying that, I put out a tweet saying, uh, you know, brave of the, the weekend to do a tribute to OJ Simpson, um, Maybe it was a naughty's playing career with the black leather gloves, right? He had leather gloves on. Now, the amount of people that tweeted going, it was actually meant to be Michael Jackson. And also people going, Who, who's OJ? Who the fuck's OJ? Who is OJ Simpson? I mean, you're watching the fucking Super Bowl, for God's sake. You don't know who OJ Simpson is. One of the, one of the best ex-players, you know? Not only a great ex-player, also a great murderer. Murders his wife. Brutal, I mean... Brutally murders his wife as well. Fucking proper <laughs> prison style. Shanks her to bits and her boyfriend. How long do we go to jail for? Not a fucking day. Not a day. Who's <laughs> OJ Simpson? So it was. It was poor. It was a poor show, and uh, I'm, I'm. I feel. I felt annoyed after that. It was just wasted. Uh, a potential good night's sleep to stay up to watch that crap. But I don't know. I've never, listen, I've never really been, I've never really understood American sports, you know. They, uh, there's loads of jokes, loads of comics have done jokes about over the years about how they call themselves world champions and only play against themselves. Um, stuff like that, the arrogance of the Americans. Even when my dad, obviously my dad lived in America for, for a couple of years and we were going to go to a, a Braves game, we lived in Atlanta, we were going to go to an Atlanta Braves game, and I remember we were, we were going to go and get tickets, right, and it was like midweek, and even when you look at 
baseball it's fucking insane man they play like 200 games a year they're playing like every night for like fucking 15 weeks it's it's madness and uh we were gonna go and i remember we'd booked dinner in a restaurant uh as you do it's a good place to eat dinner i remember saying to my dad listen we're gonna go down and get tickets for this and then we're gonna go there and get dinner and it was let's say eight o'clock and we went well you're never gonna make dinner i was like what when you you, you can't go to both i went what do you mean we can't go to both go to the game three o'clock and we'll get dinner. I went, it's going to last all night. It's going to last for about eight or nine hours. It's, it's meant to rain tonight. I went, what are you talking about? He says, it's going to rain tonight. So they will stop play for the rain and then restart again. And then when we went, we ended up, we didn't go to the, the baseball, right? Because we went, fuck this. The baseball match lasted 10 hours. 10 hours. Can you imagine going to a football game? Can you imagine being at Ibrox or Parkhead for 10 hours? Insanity, but here's the other thing: the the stadium, the Brave Stadium, it's got a shopping mall built on it, and I don't mean like you know like a next and a gap. I mean like an actual shopping mall built into the stadium, so people go along to watch the game and then just fucking go and do shopping, just wander about. It's the the sports are shite. Basketball is shit. American football, it's crap. Baseball, it's shit. The only time it's good is when you watch a film about it. The sports are shite, but the movies they make about the sports, brilliant. Or when you see highlights condensed down. Even the hockey. The hockey used to be good because it was full of mad Russians and they would all kick fuck at each other. Then they, they diluted down the violence and nobody cares anymore. It's the same with American football. The, the, the only thing I can remember for the last couple of years is when that guy took his helmet off and then fucked the guy with a helmet. And the whole of America was an uproar. Oh my God, he hit him with his helmet. The cunts padded up better than they send their soldiers out to Iraq. There's guys who are weighing 400 pounds. Built like a mini. Built like a fucking Vauxhall Polo. Walking into a field to go and play a sport who are better protected than some American soldiers that they're sending out for the fucking weapons of mass destruction. And also, if you can find some oil, that would be cracking. Madness. Uh, but I watched it. And uh, will I watch it again? I probably will. I probably will. But uh, the weekend, go back to him very quickly. Um, I think if you watch him, right, and if you watch the show, he's got a couple of good tunes. It must have been difficult because they only get a certain amount of time and there seems to be this, this feel that getting the Super Bowl halftime show is, uh, is either a, an occasion where you are one of the biggest music acts in the world or you used to be a really big act and you're getting a kind of chance at a comeback that kind of seems to be the feel for it and there's also this idea that when you're doing the, the halftime show it's a great opportunity to showcase your work instead of doing a show you know instead of like I, I mean if, if they were to go and do like a like a compilation tour thing right they're, they're only like 10 different acts and, and they're doing a tour Imagine their their show would be very different than the Super Bowl. They never finish a full song. It just it feels like it's like fucking millennials, Gen Z, whatever. You know they can only cope for thirty seconds, so they get thirty seconds and it's next, next. That's what the halftime show felt like. You know he sang a wee bit of one song, da da ba da ba ba ba. Next, next. Oh, this is the one they did with the, you know when I think next. That's what it was. That's what it felt like. I mean, just do a show. It just for me, I watch that and I just think, not that music is dead, right? Because I imagine when you know our parents were young or people were out in the sixties or seventies, I imagine they probably went fucking hell, music shit. And I, I imagine there was a lot of people that thought that as well, as as every generation does. But it did make me think, like the the true like performers are are gone, you know, like the. Oh, there's no men in them, like real front men. There's, there's no many. You know, because I, I know they talk about how, the weekend like he's, he's some kind of Canadian Michael Jackson or somebody described him as like Michael Jackson meets Drake and I went, what a fucking horrendous meeting that would be. But it was just, it's underwhelming. Underwhelming. Um, but I was looking for a bit more from the weekend. Possibly a long weekend. Ha, huh? eh? Come on now. One thing I will say... What a heat on the boy. Jesus Christ, he's got a heat like a lion. Massive dome. Maybe that is why there's not as much dancing. 
because that neck is under severe strain with the size of that heat. I do not know. But uh, if you watched it, I hope you managed to get something from it. Maybe you'd have flutter in the game. And uh, at least you would have won some money. We probably should have spoken about Tom Brady as well. But I mean, does anybody really care about American football? That's the thing. I mean, I've been talking about this for about 20 minutes. And I'm realising, does anybody give a fuck about American football? I'll say this about Tom Brady before we move on uh, to, to some other bits and bobs. It appears as if there's going to be some kind of petition or some kind of movement started for Tom Brady to be uh, put in the American NFL, National Football League, the NFL Hall of Fame, uh, making him the first person uh, to be in the Hall of Fame who's still currently playing the game. And I suppose it makes sense. Uh, That was his 10th Super Bowl win. He has won more Super Bowls than any team. Uh, so there's not a single franchise in American football history that has won more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. There was a list of combined teams um, who have won less Super Bowls than him, even the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who he now plays for. Both of those franchises together have won less Super Bowl trophies than uh, Tom Brady has on his own. Uh, again, so they talk about being the greatest of all time, and I suppose it's difficult because I don't know enough about the sport or enough about its history to fully comment on that, but I imagine numbers alone, uh, 10 and 10. One one thing that I, I was thinking, maybe you could compare it to someone like, I suppose, Ronaldo, who, in my opinion, is the, is the greatest footballer of all time, and it is, you know, we maybe don't realise it, but we're, we're lucky that we are able to live through a time when we're able to watch him play. Um, in the next couple of years, he's going to have to stop, you know. I think he'll probably go to his 40. So we've maybe got four years left of Ronaldo. Uh, I've seen him play twice, once for Juventus and once for Manchester United. Um, both both games were boring as fuck, but I can still at least be able to say that I, I, I got to see him play. Now, is there an element of as technology has increased, as science has increased, as sports science, as food science, as nutrition, as all that has increased, are we seeing uh, a new generation of players like Tom Brady, like Ronaldo? Yes, they are in their 30s now, but they have still grown up or came through in the generation where science was pushed in sport. Um I remember watching a documentary uh, about the old Manchester United players and about Ronaldo and Rio Ferdinand was on talking about it, saying that Ronaldo was one of the first players at United to have a personal chef. Um, so he was from a very, very young age, took it serious, the whole nutrition thing and the balance and the workout. So is this going to be the start of, you know, are we going to see... You know, in our lifetime, people pushing even further numbers. Is there somebody just now, a young player who's breaking through, who will, you know, smash Ronaldo's records? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Or are we really in the presence of of greatness with someone like Ronaldo, with someone like Tom Brady? I suppose only time will tell. Only time will tell. But I imagine he will be inducted into the Hall of Fame at some point. It would be quite cool and a good story if he was the first person uh, to do so while still playing the game. That would be quite interesting. But, uh, aye. Super Bowl, no for me. Maybe, maybe um, you know what, American football is probably one of those things where when it gets to the top, there's far too much money involved, so the margins are slim, and it would rather be a case of play it safe than lose because the the, the opportunity for wealth is insane. So maybe if you went down to some kind of like college football or something like that, maybe a bit more violent, a bit more scrappy. I would just have liked to have seen a bit more, I would just like to have seen a bit more fight. All I kept thinking was, this is the Super Bowl final, man. Fucking get on about it. Get on about it. But if you watched it, you enjoyed it, good for you. If you didn't, you know, we've wasted 20 odd minutes rabbing on about nonsense. But hey, there you go. That's, that's what it is. It is what it is. So well done to the, the Buccaneers. And I hope they all parties in Tampa. started watching a show last night, um, Next in Fashion, which is on Netflix. Now, I mean, if the title alone doesn't give you an idea that I am scraping the barrel of entertainment to try and find, to try and find something to watch of an evening, you know? 
Uh, even to the point now where I would settle for it, like, even a solid 5 out of 10, I would settle for that. And I can't even find that on fucking Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV, Disney+. Plus. Can't even find that anymore because we're having to go back to the classics. We're having to go back to films made in the 90s, films made in the 80s. When cinema was cinema. So, stumbled across this thing. Next in fashion. Um, I like a wee, I like a wee show like that. I like a wee show where it builds characters and you get involved in it. I, I, I was going to say I enjoy fashion. Clearly, I do not enjoy fashion if anyone has seen me in the flesh. But, as a large person, I don't feel as if fashion is for me. And certainly, this type of fashion, like high-end catwalk stuff, on the catwalk, that kind of fashion, right? London Fashion Week, Milan, Paris, that kind of stuff, that's not for anybody, you know? Unless you are uh, a millionaire, billionaire, or, you know, some uh, an international plaything, that is not for you. Uh, the fashion I'm talking about is fashion where you see it on the runway, and you know, and they know, listen, the people who make this stuff, they know as well, no one is ever going to wear this, right? No one is ever going to wear this stuff. You will never, ever see this stuff ever again other than on these poor, dying people. You'll never see them worn by another human ever again, right? It's that kind of fashion, okay? And I like it. I like it. Two reasons. One, it's a, it's a whole other world that we will never be part of, never understand and never fully accept as being real. Alright? And the second thing, I'm interested to see how they make this stuff. Right? I quite like that. I quite I quite like, I think it's very talented. Um this design at that level of design where they can draw a picture, have a concept, go and get some fabric and then they make something and it's I was gonna say it's stunning. It's not stunning, right? But they certainly make something that is a little bit turn the phone on silent. A little bit mad, right? I like that. I think that's why the pottery stuff does well. There's a glass blown one on Netflix, which is oddly very entertaining as well. It draws you in, and I think it's something to do. With it. I think it's you know there's something there's something very interesting. There's something very personable about watching someone who has a particular skill that is able to. Show, able, I was going to say able to show you that skill, but that doesn't really make sense. What I mean is, they're able to take their skill, their talent, their art, and create something in front of you, so that you know it's not. There's no lies. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no bullshit. You see someone take some clay, make a beautiful pot, chess piece, cups, plates, whatever it may be. Stick it in the kiln. You know, you watch then that old kind of guy comes in and uh, with a fucking teddy boy and then cries and, you know, it's very emotional but you can physically see them take their talent and make something just like a glass blown. You see them, physical talent, they're an artist, they're a creator and they create something in front of you. And it, th there's something about that that attracts us all to It's very interesting to watch. There's also an element aspirational to it where you go, maybe, maybe I could be a fashion designer one day. There's that element to it as well. Escapism is the word we're looking for. It all makes up for a decent show. Um, so I like that, and uh, I, I like watching them, them make the stuff. But the there's a guy tan on it from uh, Queer Eye for the uh, straight guy, uh, which was then changed to just Queer Eye. Um, I like him. Alexa Chung is also a host uh, who I don't like. I don't. I don't like her. She's got a bit of banter, but it's uh, you know it's uh, it's uh, take take that banter with a pinch of salt. She she's just uh she's just uh she she needs she needs a feed. She doesn't look well, the lassie. She doesn't look well. That's what I'm saying. It's uncomfortable to watch. Uh, but we started watching that, and uh, one thing that I found very interesting, and it got me thinking about it, is um you we don't necessarily see the how far science has how far science how far fashion has come on in regards to science right and allow me to connect the two there's obviously material now that never existed when we were younger uh, there's obviously ways of making garments now that never existed when we were younger and as things change it's a subtle change that a lot of the time you don't even notice 
right? And let me give you an example which will hit the nail on the head for how fashion has made subtle changes to our everyday garments without us knowing. Let's take the humble zip. When was the last time, now this is purely to the men, unless there's some trans women listening, when was the last time you got your dick caught in your zip? When was the last time? And on top of that, when was the last time you heard of any person getting their dick caught in their zip in today's world? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Fashion with science has somehow behind our backs, without us even knowing, removed, fully removed, any chance of a gentleman's meeting two veg being caught in the zip. Now, it ha- it's happened to me twice. Once, full cock in the zip. Second time was a wee nick. I don't know if it was a bit of boss skin or if it was the kind of, maybe it was kind of drooped over the boss, uh, you know, full relaxed mode and a kind of, a bit of skin between the, uh, the, the, what would be the shaft and the testicle uh, became slightly nicked by a zip. I don't know. But the first time, full cock, right out, like, here's Johnny. I'm talking full bobby, zip completely up with your bobby hanging out the middle. That was the situation I found myself in. Now, zips back in the day, this is jeans, were solid bits of steel. Solid metal. You could take an old pair of jeans down to the scrappy in the 90s and you get £40 cash for it for the weight of the zip alone. Pulling Sometimes the best way to pull the, the zip up in an old pair of jeans was to take the jeans off, zip it up, and then put on the fully zipped up pair of jeans. That was the only way to safeguard any kind of skin getting caught in that fly. I, I remember... Sometimes, I can remember an old pair of jeans I had, to pull the, the fly up, to pull the zip on it, as if you were fucking starting a petrol motor on a, on a lawnmower or something, it was an unbelievable amount of force you had to put in. You'd have to grab a handful of the jean at the crotch to create kind of some tension in the fabric, and then yank that zip up. Now, I cannot remember the exact instant. It was in my mother's house. It was in the bathroom. I remember, I don't even think I screamed. I think I just made a sound... I think that I had crossed, crushed? That's not what Scott. I think I had crossed a pain barrier so extreme that my body, it never knew how to react to it. I imagine it's going through the manual going, what? This is a, a, a level 16 in the pain threshold. We've never had anything above a five. What noise do we make for that? Not None. It was just a, just a silent rumble. Pull the zip up. And I don't know if I was in a rush. I was young. I think I was maybe just, maybe 10, maybe 11. Some of us went to go and play with my pals. Make some daisy chains and run about the streets. I don't know if I was in a rush. But I remember yanking the fly up with the force required to fully retract the zip. And uh, my whole cock got caught in the zip. And I was in, I was panicked. I think I was, I thought, I remember thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm going to die. I'm going to lose my dick. My cock's falling off, uh, I'm dead. And then it's that horrible situation where you're trying to unzip it with your yourself trapped, the most valuable thing you'll ever own, trapped inside it. But when was the last time you heard of anybody getting their dick caught in their zip? Does it happen? Now, I know there might be people going like, I, I, I've heard somebody at the time. That's probably through choice rather than through accident. There are people out there who are, I'm not going to say the word strange because each to their own, but sometimes some men do things to their wallies that, that should not be allowed, in my opinion. But I think that is a that is an occasion where fashion and science has moved as forward as a, as a species uh, in order that, that young men um, of today will never have to experience the horror. Because, I mean, there's, there's for days after it you're concerned, I remember thinking I was going to have a hole in it and I was going to be peeing funny, like an old watering can. I remember thinking that. You know? You couldn't show it to anybody. <laughs> May I just get my dick caught my zip? Can you take a look at it for me? What the fuck are you talking about? You couldn't show it to anybody. 
Full cock, trapped in the zip. Set it free, man. I remember, I'm paying for, I remember, I remember having to kind of retract my pelvis and pull the zip down at the same time, like a double movement, in the hope that once it was free a little bit, it would kind of spring back. But since that day, now I don't know if it's because I have become more cautious of the uh, the meeting two veg of the crown jewel since then, and whenever I'm around the zip, I am far more conscious, unconsciously conscious of what could happen. But I do think that with the uh, the technology and the advancement in uh, in zips on men's garments, I think the uh, the trapped cock has become a thing of the past. So to everyone involved in fashion, to the people uh, on Next in Fashion uh, on Netflix, thank you for making a decent programme. I'll, I'll watch more of it when I can. And uh, to the uh, to the designers of the world, thank you for everything that you have done for uh, young men uh, and women. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some women over time. I've uh, I've got bits of their fanny caught in a zip. I'm, there must be, you know. There's people. Uh, we 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 you know. Um, I uh, I meet a, a flap. You know, nothing wrong with. It. Uh, so I, I'm not just hey, I'm not being sex. I'm not just saying it's it's not a, I'm just a man thing. I'm sure at times women have been caught in a zip as well. I'm just saying that it's more common that it's uh, the old Bobby in the fly um, situation. So to fashion, I doth my cap, although it's a beanie today, and I say thank you for everything that you've done. Right, let's take a look at two. To be news story, shall we? Um, as I record this, the, the sun has literally just come out, but um, as I've been recording the podcast today, finally it is snowing in Edinburgh. I know that there has been snow on parts of Scotland for weeks, if not months now. I know that some of you have put amazing pictures up of your front and back gardens covered in snow, and I honestly, I cannot tell you how disappointed I've been that the snow in Edinburgh has been not only non-existent but utter shit since the turn of this year and even the end of last year. Finally last night we got a bit of snow, a tiny covering, I mean enough to just cover the ground, not enough to get anything you know, really excited about and uh, this afternoon it's, it's been snowing again, a blizzard, a blizzard I think is the uh, technical term. So I am hopeful. I'm oh, please, if there is a god of snow, please. Hopefully, over the next couple of days, this week, maybe the next week, it just keeps snowing, man. There's nothing better than snow. There's nothing better than it. It just. I, I don't know. I don't know what my history is. I don't know what my my ancestors are. My DNA. I honestly think I came from some fucking snowy mountain somewhere I don't know there is just something about snow I absolutely love it I absolutely love it it just makes you happy you know it makes you smile it makes you happy and listen see if you're one of these people who's like I hate the snow you are fucking dead inside and please just remove yourself for humanity because we don't need you anymore the amount of people used to go have you ever tried driving in the snow yes I have yes I have and do you know what it's fucking easy because you know why? I'm an adult in a 4x4. Four four. It's snow. It's no fucking lava. Do you think a Russian opens his door? Oh my God, it's fucking snow. Look at the snow. I don't know what accent that is. The, the fuckers, half a litre of vodka, put the chains on the motor and off they go. Parts of Canada, out in the middle of arsehole of nowhere. Think some wee Inuits open the door and went, in the name of fuck, look at the snow, man. I fucking hate snow. But we just like a moan in this country. Some people do. But I love it, man. And to make things even worse, obviously I'm glad there's a wee bit of snow now in Edinburgh. Uh, to make it worse, uh, there's incredible snow in Amsterdam. Oh, of course there is, man! Greatest city in the world, man. Greatest city in the world. There's some amazing snow there. If you get a chance, look at some of the pictures on, on uh, Instagram. There's an account called Beautiful Netherlands. And it just posts the most stunning pictures of... Amsterdam and, and other cities uh, throughout the Netherlands. It's just the most beautiful country in the world, honest to God. I don't know, why Why did we not all live there? Why did we fucking have to live here? Anyway, a bit of snow has picked us up. So, a news story which now appears to be news south of the border, which is not really news to us, I, I imagine. Most of you already be aware of it, but we'll talk about it anyway. Um, an article has came out, 
uh, since the weather has changed, um, about Scotland's gritters. Now, I just thought this was something that was common knowledge, um, but apparently to English people it is not. Uh, you probably will all know that Scotland, it names its gritters, right? And there is a website you can go on and you can see all the gritters and where they're going to be and uh, if there's obviously problems or there's like a snowfall or a snowdrift, you can notify your council and you can see what we gritters coming. But this seems to be a, a now a big thing. And as always, being Scottish and having a great sense of humour, all the gritters have names. And some of the names are absolutely spectacular. Um, Scotland, this is the article, Scotland has named its entire fleet of gritters after almost 15 years of assigning each vehicle its own hilarious title. Uh, a record number of gritters have been deployed to keep Scotland's roads safe as Storm Darcy, which apparently is the storm that we're experiencing just now on the East Coast, the bold Darcy. Uh, as Storm Darcy continues to blow heavy snow, blizzards and freezing minus 14 temperatures uh, throughout the east coast of the country. It has been a Scottish tradition to name each truck since 2006 when primary school children were first asked to put forward their best ideas. The most recent appeal for submissions, which ran from December 23rd to January 15th, brought in a series of funny names that finished off the 213 strong fleet. It's an odd to the bizarre state of the world. One gritter was called Snokely Distanced. <laughs> now, I mean, some of the names are brilliant and some of the names are painful. Anything with a pun in it tends to be painful. Uh, Snokely Distance, while others stuck to classic references such as You're a Blizzard Harry, uh, Lord Coldemort, and Sleetwood Mac. Sleetwood Mac's a beauty, man. You're a Blizzard Harry! <laughs> Uh, a total of five gritters took their name from tributes to Scottish James Bond actor uh, Sir Sean Connery, who died last October. Uh, he's been commemorated. Here we go. So these are the James Bond, or these are the Sean Connery trucks. He's been commemorated with names such as Dr. Snow. Okay. Cold Finger. I like it. You Only Grip Ice. Yes. On Her Majesty's Slippery Surface. Oh, that's a beauty. That's a beauty. <laughs> and Troon Raker. <laughs> now if they don't put Trun Raker in Trun then they've completely missed the boat with that one but hopefully they will that's good man on Her Majesty's Slippery Surface that is a great name for a gritter uh, the newbies have joined old favourites from previous years which include Yes Siri uh, Ice Can Ice Can Boogie <laughs> Ice Can Boogie uh, Buzz Ice Clear and Iron Brew grits you through and that's a shouter fuck off Iron Brew uh, Bear Scotland uh, responsible for the South East North East North West the Scotland Critters uh, told the metro.co.uk uh, each year we involve more schools to help us come up with the names and this winter we ran a competition with schools in the South East of Scotland to help us name our new fleet of Gritters as well as colouring in competitions, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Uh, Scots all over the country have shared photographs of people enjoying the thick snow, but it has not been without uh, inconvenience and danger. Piss off, man. Why would you try and bother the snow? You're a gritter. Snow is what you want. Storm is already The storm has already caused power outages in Edinburgh and Glasgow, has it? Don't think so. With many fearing there are more to come. Oh, fuck, what is this? Do you think Thatcher's back? Do you think this is the 80s? There's going to be a power cut. I mean, again, as we talk about fashion moving the uh, the world of trapped cocks forward, when was the last time we had a power cut? All right, I remember when we were young. Power cuts were all the rage, you know? It was exciting. You'd be sitting watching the telly. Bang! All the power goes out. You're like, it's a power cut. Get the candles. You'd wake up in the morning and you'd go, fuck me, what a bloody sleep that was. You'd look at your alarm and it would say midnight. And you'd be like, midnight? It can't be the sun's up. And you're like, oh no, there's been a power cut in the middle of the night and it's half two in the afternoon. <laughs> it's a common thing. Power cuts are not coming back. If you get a power cut now, it's because some fucking junkies pulled your fuse box out. Right, that's it. Or you've not paid your bill. They finally followed you to your new address because you signed up for the fucking, the next vote and they've shut you down. That's what's happened. Fucking power cuts, man. If you're still getting power cuts the now because of weather, you live in butt fuck nowhere. You live in some small fucking 
back and beyond village. Edinburgh and Glasgow getting fucking power cuts. This is this is it. Can people not just enjoy the snow? Can people not just enjoy the snow? Transport Scotland has warned of, of warned of long delays as well as cancellations to bus and rail services. There's a fucking national global pandemic. You shouldn't be fucking going anywhere. Transport Secretary Michael Matheson says we're being warned that parts of Scotland are expected to face another period of challenging weather, with the Met Office issuing an amber snow warning for Tuesday. Are we not just on an amber warning every day in Scotland for weather? Uh, if you don't have to make any essential journeys, uh, the advice is to remain at home, right? Blah, 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 as you should be doing, because it's a fucking global pandemic. Remember a couple of years ago when the snow was bad, around about February, March time, and there was people just abandoning their cars in Glasgow on the motorway. And then the, every night on the news, if you have to make a journey, for the love of God, take an essential pack with you, have a flask, have some food, have a warm blanket, a flare gun, some kind of flint, a small sharp object. If you can have anything for siphoning petrol from other vehicles, that would be great. A crossbow, a sleeping bag, a tent, an AK-47, a sawn-off shotgun, a revolver. <laughs> you had people getting out their motor on the M8, going, in the name of God... We're going to perish. You're sitting outside Silverburn then. You're sitting outside fucking Silverburn. Walk up the slip road. You'll be in Wagamam in 10 minutes. Honest to God, man. Sometimes, sometimes people do things in this country and I just think, how? See, like, see when I see people trapped in their car in the snow. My first thought isn't like, oh my god, look at these poor bastards trapped in the snow. How will they survive this weather? My first thought is, how the fuck did these idiots get dressed in the morning? I am amazed by stupid people. Absolutely. The fact that there are not a, maybe a few thousand functioning idiots in cages getting force-fed fucking Marlborough fags and getting tested on them. That's the shit science we do. Because stupid people, I mean, real stupid people, they have the most beautiful lives. I have terrible fucking depression, mental health, suffer from anxiety, but I now know the things that make me anxious. I don't do them. A stupid person doesn't even know how to spell anxiety. Doesn't know what it is. They just float around life. Everything they need in life just comes to them. They're given it because they're idiots. If you are stupid enough to get trapped in Scotland in snow, you're a fucking moron. Take them away, crush the motor, turn them into sandbags. How many times do I need to say this? Extreme violence solves everything. We need to get back to fucking killing people. <laughs> See if you get trapped in a snowdrift. The gritters should have fucking bolt guns in the back of the gritting lorry. They should turn up, pull your car to the side, and then fucking bolt gun you in the back of the neck. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, get online, and uh, look out for your favourite gritters. But those James Bond ones, that uh, on Her Majesty's Slippery Surface, that's an absolute beauty. Uh, I'm trying to see what else we've got here. Uh, there's one called Goni Snow Day, that. Sir Grits a lot, uh, Rumble, Gritalica, Frosty, Mr. Blow, Ice Destroyers, on Her Majesty's Slippery Surface, uh, Sir Grits Hoy, <laughs> Salt Disney, yes, Sweet Child O'Brien, Tamu Salter, what a name, the S Sir Salter Scott, <laughs> Sir Salter Scott, uh, Lord Coldemort, and you're a blizzard, Harry. They're obviously working together. Licence to Chill. Sled Zeppelin. Come on. Ready, spready, go. Ready, spready, go. <laughs> that is beautiful, man. That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, that's what we should do. That's how we should raise money in Scotland, right? We don't need to have fucking Tom Moore. We don't need Walt Gardens. We just... Every, like, children in need in Scotland. We just auction off the chance to name... One of the gritters. That's what would bring us together. That's how we 
that's how we separate, we, we, we end sectarianism in Scotland. Whoever wins the Scottish Cup gets to name the fucking girls. Oh, God. Get out and enjoy the snow, man. Get out and enjoy the snow. Right, let's finish up with uh, with this uh, another. We're going back to the metro for this uh, this little ditty. Um, I'm just going to read you the headline because it's uh, it's another classic metro headline where it just sums up everything in the story for us. Uh, boy almost died. You're thinking in the name of God at a time when the world is on fire. Children are most vulnerable. How is this boy? died has it been a, an abusive parent you know has his mother gone off the edge and tried to kill a loving son is it covid is it is it some kind of horrible disease that he's been unable to be treated because the hospitals are allegedly overrun with covid patients how has this poor boy almost met his fate let's find out boy almost died when he swallowed 54 magnets to see if he could become magnetic. That's right. If if there's ever a, a time when you think that we are slipping so far from normality and so far from what the real world used to be that you are genuinely afraid that we're never going to get back to where we were as a species, where we were with our daily lives, how we used to live, how we used to interact. If you are at any point fearful of what the future may be, please take comfort in the fact that at their core, people are still idiots. Boy almost died when he swallowed 54 magnets to see if he could become magnetic. Wait, I mean, we'll obviously read on, but where do you get 54 magnets from? That's my first question. Uh, a science mad boy. Science mad. Science off his nut. Eh? He's swallowing marbles and wanking into boots and burners. He's off his fucking nut for science. A science mad boy uh, had to have six hours of life-saving surgery after he ingested dozens of magnets for an experiment. It's for science, mum! Uh, Riley Morrison, 12, swallowed 54 magnetic balls to see if he could get metal, to see if he could get metal stick to his stomach and what they looked like when he went to the toilet. What on earth is happening, man? At 12 years of age, I was getting pissed. At no point have I ever thought, I wonder what would... Jesus Christ, what was that? I wonder what would happen if I swallowed 54 magnets. Do you think I could get metal to stick to my belly? Uh, I don't know, mate. I wonder what those magnets would look like when I shit them out. Probably look like shit. A wee magnet covered in shit, probably. Um, he, he swallowed one batch on January the 1st. You know, New Year, New Year. Uh, and the second in January 4th, left a couple of days to see how it would work out. Uh, when they failed to pass through the system, Riley woke his mum up, Paige Ward, uh, age 30, at 2, age 30, he's 12, mm. uh, at 2 a.m. and told her he swallowed, uh, he swallowed two by accident. Mum, listen, mum, what's up, Riley? I've swallowed two magnets by accident. You're joking. No, listen, that's not the I've swallowed two by accident, but I've swallowed 52 uh, meaningfully. Uh, help me, mum, please. An x-ray revealed that there were many more um, than that, uh, fearing they could burn through his organs and kill him. Wow. He was rushed to surgery for a six-hour operation. Uh, Riley from Presswick, uh, Greater Manchester, spent 10 days unable to move without vomiting up a green liquid caused by his bowel leaking and he had to be fed through a tube. What a fucking toilet. Uh, Paige said Riley is massively into science. He loves experiments. He eventually admitted, I tried to stick magnets to me. I wanted to see if this copper would stick to my belly with when the magnets were inside me. What a troubled kid. Does he not have any friends, man? Like, do you not have any fucking friends? The Super Bowl's on me, man. What are you doing swallowing magnets? 
Uh, it's just so silly, but he's a child, and that's what kids do. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Right? It isn't. If this was something the kids do, this wouldn't be a news story, because it would just happen all the time. Is he fu- swallowed 54 magnets again? It's just something kids do. No, it isn't. Uh, the boy was released from hospital after more than two weeks. Mum of four. Mum of four, Paige. Mother of four. The, what, the, the truth is, the headline should be, Single mother struggles to control autistic son. That's what this headline should be. This poor woman is at her fucking wit's end. Four wains, 30 years of age with four kids. Imagine that. And you've got the oldest swallowing magnets to, and let's just be frank, to see if something would stick to his asshole, because that's what he's done this for. It's not to see if he can put a spoon on his belly or if he can put metal on him. He's even said he said, I want to see what it looks like when I shout it out. It's so he can stick things to his ass. He's obviously thought, I'll swallow magnets, I'll go around somebody's house, and I'll pick up a 50 pence piece without using my hands, because that's what my uncle makes me do. That's what's happened here. As soon as we start to peel away the layers of this fucked up onion, we find out there's a single mother struggling to contain her children, and a young boy is being sodomised by his uncle. I've uncovered the case. Phone Poirot, tell him he doesn't need to leave Brussels. Mum of four, Paige, said it was heartbreaking watching him go through all that. Just horrible. I think it's especially difficult because of COVID, because he couldn't have any visitors. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm sure this was really hard, and it's because of COVID. Nothing to do with the fact that the magnets that he swallowed are ripping his bowels apart and his arsehole and he's vomiting green liquid. It's COVID. Um... I'd managed to hold it, uh, sorry, it was horrible to see him and not be able to sit up and being so weak every time he moved, this fluid was sloshing around inside him. I managed to hold it together all the time, but it wasn't nice seeing him in pain. I mean, they, they've, they've got a picture of the magnets in somebody's hand, and it looks about the size of a tangerine. Doctors estimate that there were about 25 to 30 magnets inside the boy before removing 54. Unbelievable, man. When they tried to put the catheter in, it had pins and needles through his body, he told me. I feel like the, my insides are going to explode. A trauma nurse came in and told me she deals with kids like Riley who have eaten magnets all the time. No, she doesn't. Another doctor said she'd seen a child who'd swallowed two who ended up with part of the bowel removed. So Riley was lucky after swallowing 54. I'm not even going to read on. There's then a picture of him sitting in the bed with his thumbs up. You need to get a grip yourself, you man. Child services need to come in. Then he assess this situation and he say to this poor woman, what help do you need? And then science boy needs to go into uh, some kind of uh, protective care. 54 magnets, you absolute fucking rocket. Another another exciting news story from the uh, the wonderful people at the Metro. Right team, that's us. That's it for another week. Thank you for listening. To episode sixty-eight of the uh, of the Scott Gibson Show. Um, as always, uh, subscribe to whatever platform you get your podcast from. Um, if you are watching this on the on YouTube, then make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're not, check out the videos. I've got a lovely little pink hat on this week. Uh, that's it. Nothing else to plug. There's no gigs at the moment, sadly. Uh, quarantine quiz continues every Wednesday night on Facebook. Kick off at eight thirty. Um, if you would like extra content from the show or to support the show further, then please become a Patreon. Head to patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Sign up. You get an extra episode every single week as well as extra content from the show. Uh, so that's it. That's it. Nothing else. Stay safe. Look after yourself. The uh, the R number is falling, but the death rate is rising. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so, look after yourself. Wash your hands and your arsehole. And hopefully, I'll see you on a battlefield very, very soon. Subscribe to the show. Share it. Like it. Get in touch. That's it. 60 in the bank. All the best. Take care. See you later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.